minds in the game hosted by adam camilleri art of war down under hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to this very spicy special episode of the art of war down under podcast they're all special they're all spicy what am i talking about i am here joined by the lovely mitch of sister act 40k which can only mean one thing but mitch how you doing my man welcome to the show I am so happy to come back on. Adam, I got to say, you're about the only human I know alive who speaks faster than I do. So I've been looking Ooh. forward to seeing how how much content we rip through in a five-minute timer. Yeah. It's going to be spicy. Um, I, I, I am trying to slow down my cadence during the non-trying-to-get-excited parts of my show like i like to speak fast and like punch people in the face with a bit of passion for this community this hobby and hopefully my content but uh i am trying to slow it down especially in the, the reading of rules and uh discussion points and things because i can get a bit carried away with myself guys i am still maturing as a content creator and all these other things so thank you everyone who's uh stood with me thus far but my dude tell everyone a little bit about sister act 40k where you where you hail from and this is your is this your third time on the show it is technically the third time on the show if you are a Patreon and you've heard the part two. It's my second time, if not. So, hello. Great to have you listen to me all again. No, but... Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I run this podcast called Sistrek 40K. Uh, Adam likes to start off the show by saying things like, we will read through the rules in excruciating detail, cover every little last data point. But if you get through this review and you're like, I was barely excruciated at all, then <laughs> I, have a be- I have a solution <laughs> for you. You should check out a podcast that just talks sisters every episode, all the time. The fluff, the lore, the models, a lot of mm. competitive stuff, too. Um, I am shameless in asking really good players to come on the show, and they don't often say no because I guess, you know, they don't know any better yet. So we put out some pretty yeah. good content as long as you like just the Emperor's Most Faithful. Oh, uh, and it's a magnificent show, by the way. I really look forward to oh, the day because we have we have the Real Space Raiders as well, who just do Drakari content. We've got yourselves. I look forward to a day when every major faction like just has their own podcast, where like you, the, the dedicated lovers of that faction can just go week in or fortnight in or monthly in and out and just get the the like the streamed in stuff information about the stuff they want to know. Like I feel like there's like like there should be a Necron one by now. There could be a, a Tau one pretty oh, soon. I know. Like it, it's it's really quite spicy. I look forward to that day. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll just start all of them myself. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, uh, sounds good. But for those of you who don't know what Art of War Down Under is, or you're just joining us for the first time because you do love some sisters' goodness, this is mm. what I do. I, I review stuff on this show. Um, and as long as there is something to review, I will be reviewing the new hotness of the day. As it sits right now for this episode, we're going to be tra- backtracking, I think, three weeks to review the Bloody Rose supplement that came out in Warzone, whatever it was, White Dwarf. I can't even remember. I was too busy trying to disseminate custodes and Tau. Warzone um, not yeah. and Vigilus alone. Is what you're yeah, it's there. not long enough. It was not long enough. There should be another couple of sentences on the back of that. Like we're just going to have Warzone Three: The Return of Nockman in his second form of Freezer, and we're going to spirit bomb. But 
Art of What Done Under is a two-part podcast, the first part lovingly created by myself and Seamus Ronan for your viewing consumption. It comes out on Tuesday mornings at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The part two, which for this episode will be myself and Mitch discussing the loving questions sent in by my patrons and subscribers in addition to disseminating one list. And then we're going to be waxing poetic at the state of sisters, where they are at and what they may need to do to contend with the new missions, to contend with the new spicy meta we're in right now, dominated by the big old golden bananas and the fish tuna beef cows of the Tau Empire. But, uh, but dude, yes. if you, sorry, and if you do want to get any of that, go over to theartofwar40k.com or find me on Patreon. Just search Art of War down under. And uh, thank you very much, everyone who supported me thus far. I love you all. Okay, okay, okay. Done with the preamble. Where are sisters at right now, dude? And take as long as you need because it's there's a bit to unpack. All right, so done with the preamble, on to the full amble. So we'll talk about <laughs> sisters. Uh, if you have been following what's been happening to our faction in particular, you may be a little disappointed by several things. So first off, we took a couple of points hits in the latest chapter approved. Uh, we took two points on Sacrosins, which turned out to be very painful, especially because yes. we want more of them than we did even before. Uh, we took two points on our Dominions, which are those uh, fast attack girls who can get a pregame yep. scout move and will probably shoot you with mortal wounding bolters. Um, and we took a five-point hit on Cherubs for Retributors. Given that you would always take two, that also kind of added up to a ten-point hit to the squad. Um, and Vol caught a very reasonable fifteen-point nerf to bring her up to two eighty, which is probably immaterial. No, that's that's the one no one really worries about. Yeah, everyone's all like, yeah, not yeah. fair enough. Um, yeah. In breaking that down, let me it, give it, you the good though. Let me give you the good yeah, though, because yeah, there's always the there's always yeah the emperor always gives even when he taketh away. So on the good side, uh, immolators went down ten, exorcists went down ten, which is the tank that can sometimes shoot indirect. Castigators went down ten. You've never seen it. You might now maybe. And uh, paragon war suits, those gorgeous gorgeous Nunda models that you've never actually seen on the table, they went down ten points per thirty points per unit, which is very interesting. Yes, of of those, like the Castigator feels like maybe you'll see one. I do like the Exorcist still. Um, in the list that everyone was running prior to these changes, just for perspective, how many points did that go up? Okay, so here's the problem with your question. The, the, okay. the first problem is the list everyone was running probably had two orders in it. You were probably running Bloody yes. Rose to punch and something else to shoot, and it was Argent Shroud or Revan Chalice or Valor's yeah. Heart, lots of choices. Yeah. Uh, can't do that anymore. That's the other big hit that Sisters took. You have to pick single faction. Uh, there was one list, which was single faction and doing quite well before, and it actually was the top performing Sisters of the LVO, which is a pure Valorous Heart list with 30 Sacrosins, yep. which yep. I just told you went up two points per model. Um, I can tell you that my friend Jordan's list, who's the guy that five and one, went up 95 points. Mm. So, you know, ouch. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so the Sisters book, the Sisters book came out. It didn't go to the top of the meta, but it was definitely a contender because it came out. It was just after Drakari, yeah. It was like the the one after Drakari between. Ad, no, it was so. after Admech yeah. as well. It was after Admech after Drakari. So it came up and had to contend with that meta, and it couldn't quite do it. But it was a it was an absolute contender. I know, especially uh, my good man John Lennon running it to great success in a couple of different super majors, um, and, and a couple <laughs> of people as well, Weird. like. Brandon Grant jumped on board with the sisters, did quite well. And then there's plenty of people over in your neck of the woods in Europe who were doing phenomenally well with it as well. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's some really good sisters players in the UK. 
honestly, at this point, we're kind of cursing the name of John Lennon because about mm-hmm. the time he won the Lone Star Open is when we, or whatever the Open was that he won, is when we think Games Workshop decided on yep. points, you know, six months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're, we're paying for the sins of Mr. Lennon over here, who oh, since be- abandoned us for the many exactly. emperor. Because that, that list didn't pan out to have longevity, did it? Sisters were at the top, but they didn't have the legs in their in their book. They never really have it didn't feel like they had the depth to go the distance of say what Drakari did and uh, Admech did through various iterations and various different nerfs and other books. Um, and now they're in a quite it seems like they're in quite an awkward place. But what what is exciting about that is uh, it's saying that we got the we got a supplement to review. I think they're the first faction to get two supplements. Is there any other faction that's got two? Uh, you're asking the wrong person. I only read rules for one faction, Adam. But <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What kind of show do you think I run here? Um, but yeah. yeah, I do believe they are the first one to have two supplements. I know some that have a supplement and a couple of army renowns or etc. But yeah. First one, they'll have to have two of them. Now, there's only four pages of supplement here, so we're not talking about anything extravagant. And if this is a sort of show, it's because there's less to talk about. Um, jumping straight in, let's talk about these Warlord traits. Now, um, a couple of things, like, you know, it's on, only mono detachment now, so if you are going to take Bloody Rose, you're only taking Bloody yep. Rose, Valorous Heart, only yep. Valorous Heart, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but apart from that, let's jump in. First Warlord trait off the rank, this is Fiery Example. Each time this warlord makes a melee attack against a character unit, add one to the attack's win roll. And each time a warlord, sorry, each time this warlord destroys an enemy character, you get two miracle dice. Well, what do you think of this? Any good? I don't hate it. I think we should test it. I don't think it is likely to make the cut. Um, yep. But I am interested by the two miracle dice purely for yeah. leap of faith, which is our secondary that lets us score points just for using acts of faith, which we like doing anyway. Um, which was. It was one of the weird holes in the codex, wasn't it? If they had like medium. See, a lot of codexes have either incredibly broken secondaries or absolute yeah. gutter trash. Sisters have like yeah. this medium, okay couple, right? Yeah, I mean, so there's four secondaries in the book. Uh, three of them are very, very situational. Like a good sisters player might find that like niche one in fifteen games where they're going to use a different one. But leap of yep. faith is actually very interesting because sisters can struggle with that third secondary so if you can make it work it's actually very potentially powerful uh because you have a solid 10 or 12 in your back pocket if you need yeah. it on a third secondary yeah. which like you said is extremely powerful tell us about the second warlord trait all right so we have incandescent reprisal the best form of reprisal each time a warlord <laughs> will lose a wound roll a d6 on a five plus that wound is not last so a five up shrug against all wounds yep and all right uh, buckle in, listen to a lot of words, and then we'll make fun of it. Once per phase, after an enemy unit shoots or fights, if the warlord suffered any wounds as a result of the attack, so if a warlord got uh, got hit, if they're not within engagement range of any enemy units, you can shoot with one ranged weapon and only target the enemy unit that shot you, and only if it's an eligible target. Second, if you are within engagement range and have not already been selected to fight, you can be selected to fight, but you can only target the enemy that hit you when doing so, and only if that enemy unit is an eligible target. Okay. Okay. So what I'm reading is a 5-plus feel-no-pain and then some gibberish. That's probably never going to happen. Yeah. I think it's (laughs) worth breaking this down because it's quite amusing, actually, how bad it is. The second dot point is a free interrupt, right? If you don't die when you're attacked. Well, hold on. No, see, see, it seems like that. And then you you get deeply disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. If you get shot, you can shoot them back. If you're not bodyguarded with sisters, you're dead when you get shot. Exactly. And even if that's yep. not true, you have a bolt pistol or melt a pistol. So let's Congratulations. Just throw that one out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So here's the problem. If you get hit, 
you can immediately interrupt, but you can only hit the thing that hit you. So the only time this matters is if your warlord is in combat with two units, one of them hits you, doesn't kill you, and then you don't want the second unit to kill you, but you want to kill the unit that already hit you first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can't even interrupt to hit the other one that's about to hit you. You have to go after the one that punched you first. It's about as niche as I can imagine a scenario. So actually, this ruler trait reads five up shrug. That's what it, it does. Is. I was about to say, it's five up and some gibberish. Um, what is funny as well, you have a five up shrug. Does that mean you, if you if you rolled your five up, you don't get to trigger these abilities? Which is, uh, it, 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 you have to suffer wounds. It in fact yeah. is self anti synergistic. It is, yeah. It's self. It, it's it's working against itself in the same paragraph of of itself. It's amazing. It's amazingly bad. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's. It's impressive uh, how many words it took to not get there, actually. To, yeah, exactly right. All right, moving on. Red-handed castigator. Um, each time you gain a miracle dice, at the end of a phase as a result of, ven- of a ven- the Vengeance ability, if this ward destroyed any enemy units during that mirac- that phase, that miracle dice is automatically a six. Um, mm. Each time this ward makes a melee attack, if this warlord made a charge move, was charged, or performed heroic intervention this turn, it can re-roll that attack's hit roll. Can you unpack that for us? Tell People may not be familiar with what the vengeance ability is. Yeah. So if you've ever played Sisters, you know that sometimes they'll get a miracle dice at the end of the phase. So they're, one of them is called Vengeance, that's if you kill a thing, and one of them is called, I think, Sacrifice, which is if you lose a character. And if either one of those happen, you'll get one miracle dice. If both happen, it's soldiers the one. So this says, if you trigger Vengeance, meaning you killed a thing, and your Warlord did the killing, that miracle dice is a six, you don't roll for it. Very, very cool. Don't hate uh, it. And the other part of this is also really interesting, which gives you full rerolls on on attacks, uh, if you charge, charged, or heroic. So, very interesting. This is the one you should test and might actually make the cut, actually. Yeah, I mean, so there's a couple of really good wall traits in the main book, aren't there? And so this would be, what, a second or third pick? So, the reason I like it is because there's a version of a Bloody Rose list where you bring a bunch of tooled-up canonesses and palatines. You say, I don't want to pay 2 yep. for Vol. I don't want to pay 200 yep. for Selly. I just want to bring a ton of pain and use CP to, to power it. And... This is one of three ways you can get reroll hits on an Acanonis. So you've got this one, you've got the full reroll hits and wounds, and then you've got a Relic. I like having this as a Warlord trait, because then I can slap a Relic on her and do a lot of work. Yes, that's true. Uh, So you're talking about much more of an MSU build, where you've got a lot more little missiles to throw away, where you don't really care if they die, which is very Bloody Rose as well. 100%. Um, And then the 6 is really, really good. Guarantee that charge mm -hmm, out of Deep Strike. mm -hmm. Guarantee that charge across the table. You know, you can do a lot with a six like, in a sister list. W- like, so you're saying if you suicide out a canoness and you she kills she kills a unit, you get a free miracle dice for her killing a unit, and then butter being becomes a six to power your your next turn or whatever. Yeah, so she has to get the kill. It's not if she dies. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but you know, full rerolls to hit with a tooled up canoness, she's going to kill some stuff if she can connect. She is absolutely so. like you know, someone put out five, you know, infiltrators to screen out your deep strike. Well, you know, canoness goes so solve problem, and then that deep strike becomes a certainty next turn. It's it yeah. feels pretty good. Um, all right, so oh, yeah, of those, you, you've made the case. The third one sounds actually really good. Um, the second one, a five up feel no pain on a what a five wound canonist isn't going to make a difference in this in the night the current ninth edition meta we're in. If they're going to kill her, they're going to kill her through a four up, five up, two up. It doesn't matter. She's toughness three. She's going to die. Probably, probably, yeah. Um, how niche uh, do you want me to get with this one, Adam? How niche does this show want to get? <laughs> what? How niche do you want me to get? Because there's because no, there's a no. there's a relic. There's a relic. Okay. Adam. 
The penis of picture. Let's go. All right. It's called the Mantle of Saint Ophelia. It's hilarious. Reduce all damage to one from any source that oh. comes in. Okay. So there is a theoretical world where a five-up shrug, where you could turn a six-damage hit from a whatever dreadnought into one damage and then shrug it, is adorable. And shrug it. That is it's only hilarious. Adorable. It is. But it's a thing. Well, so, oh, is, is that good? Like, can you just bodyguard so. Can you just bodyguard a cannoness out on an objective and you just be like, if you, you know, if you do kill the bodyguard and get to her, she don't care anyway. You got to, you know, because I've got a transfuser's, a transfuser's bones Black Templar's chaplain who does something similar, but he's on a bike, he's way more maneuverable, and he still slaps really hard, regardless, like, you know, regardless of having a wall of trait yeah. relic to make him beef instead of hit. So yeah, beef instead of bear, rather. Um, no, that's cool. It's pretty funny, though. Like, there, there might be a niche opportunity there. Um, all right, on to relics. You want to tell us about the first? All right, so we're going to do the relics here. Uh, first of these, Mina's Wrath. Uh, by the way, if you don't know, Mina is the first of the leaders of the Six Orders who... Uh, kind of founded the Bloody Rose. So she's very important to the Bloody Rose. Uh, Order of the Bloody Rose model equipped with a power sword only. It replaces the power sword and has the following profile. Strength plus two, AP three, flat damage two. Abilities. Each time the bearer makes an attack with this weapon, on an unmodified rune roll of a six, you get two mortals and the attack sequence ends. So basically the two damage oh, goes straight through his mortals. I'm seeing a combo here. Yes. You, you, you stated before there's a real hits and wounds roller trait. Ah, there is. It's called Holy Rage. It's in the core book, and it's very good. It's very you, good. You can fish out some sixes in that. Um, how many attacks can you, with the Bloody Rose, all the combos stacked up, how many attacks can you get max on a Cannoness or pal so a can um, Palatine? A can yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to say. The Cannoness starts with four base, plus one for Bloody Rose, and then, of course, you can give her War Hymn from a Priest to get to six. A Palatine starts at three, plus one for Bloody Rose, you know, and, and you can do other things too. But the Palatine's the interesting one because this replaces a Power Sword, which is the only melee weapon a Palatine can have. So you can tool up a Palatine now with a decent combat profile, which is interesting in that MSU build you talked about. Nice, yeah, nice, it, nice. it makes Palatines a lot more interesting, yeah. Well, Mina's back, and she's pissed off. <laughs> um, and strength, <laughs> and strength if she would you on a six, she'll be sad about it. Yeah, yeah so strength plus two, so she'll get to strength six with Bloody Rose? Uh, she will get to strength five with Bloody Rose. Oh, they took away the plus one strength in the ninth book, yeah. So strength five, AP three, two damage. And by the way, was there a way that we just mentioned you could automatically get a six? Because it'd be really great to auto-wound with a six and drop mortals on somebody. Yeah, boy. Just saying. <laughs> Just it's saying. really good. It's really good. All right, next up, Armor of True Sacrifice. Uh, Order of the Bloody Rose model, of course. I don't know why they need to state that inside the thing that has the T's and C's that say you must be Bloody Rose to get these things inside the bit that says this is the Bloody Rose supplement, but here we go. Um, the bearer has a two-plus armor save. Uh, if the bearer loses one or more wounds during a phase, at the end of that phase, you gain one Miracle Dice. I don't hate that, but I don't know if I like it either. It's it's hard not to read this relic as when your canonist gets pasted, Dies. gain one miracle yeah. dice. Yeah, mm. yeah. And it, a, a two this plus. is like maybe the fourth best defensive relic in the book, which means it's irrelevant. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, what can you say? A two plus is like nothing these days. It's literally nothing. Um, no. I mean, does armor, does armor save ever mattered for anybody at the moment? Like Tau and Custodes just do not care. All right. Um, up to the last one. Uh, cool. So Icon of the Crimson Martyr. So this one is a, a Bloody Rose Imagifier only. Add one to the bearer's wounds characteristic. Neat. So she goes to five. The bearer's Litany of Deeds ability has the following additional tale, which can be selected instead of one of the ones listed on the datasheet. Tale of the Martyr. At the end of any phase, other than morale, in which a friendly Bloody Rose core unit within six of the bearer was destroyed, you gain one Miracle Dice. 
This is in addition to any miracle dice gained at the end of a Ooh. phase in which a character unit was destroyed. So basically, if you're within six inches of an Imagifier, you get what the Order of Martyr Lady strat is, which is if something, yeah. if at least one thing dies, extra one miracle dice at the end of the phase. So three things die, so just one, but it is an extra one. Um, once again, I don't hate it. I don't know how powerful it is. I mean, plus one wound is cute. It's not gonna, like Once again, it's not going to matter defensively. Is this worth taking? I wish to high heaven this were a warlord trait, not a relic. A relic. So the problem is that if you read this carefully, and believe me, in Sister's Land, we've read this one carefully, it gives you an additional option for Imagifier. It doesn't let you take two tails. So the Imagifier already had a tail for plus one strength you could take, which you would also yep. love as Buddy Rose. If you could do both of these, I'm very interested. But the only way to do oh. two is, guess what? A relic. So yep. And this would be a relic. So... Eh, maybe. So you'd have to have two Imagifiers to warrant taking this one, because there is just a better Imagifier relic already, is what you're saying. Even one Imagifier is a little hard to justify, even as Bloody Rose. So Yikes. I think this one is just like crowded out by better value, unfortunately. Um, I mean, maybe happens. I'm wrong. Leap of Faith still exists. Like it's getting that 12 on that secondary is still very powerful. So maybe, but I, I probably would not expect it to survive testing. Okay. Totally fair enough. So of those, like Mina's Wrath seems quite takeable as a second or third choice for a relic, but the rest are absolutely. pretty forgettable, right? I think that's absolutely correct. I mean, you know, you're a podcaster. I'm sure you love just as much as I do when you say, man, that thing's trash and someone wins a GT with it. And you're like, I'm on the show, buddy. <laughs> Tell me, explain yeah. why I'm dumb. Uh, look, I love being wrong about these things. And to be honest, yeah. I don't I don't know if I'm all that good at what I do, but I'm just, I just, I felt there was a bit of a gap in yeah. the podcast and that when that needed somebody to fill it and like to be the informative these are the rules that are coming out please don't don't need to chase the dragon as much you can just listen to my show um yeah and sometimes i get it very wrong but you know sometimes i get it very right too mate so <laughs> i right. always have to be wrong though. i believe you i believe you because oh, we, we get a very unless i've actually had to, been able to test with a book which is extremely rare especially seeing as i started yeah. this podcast while in lockdown while during a pandemic like the the Custodes book that came out, and I actually got torn apart a little bit by this into some YouTube comments. You thugs, as Rob would say. Um, that was the first book that came out that I got to fully test with. Like I had like twenty games of experience with or against that book, and that was I was extremely yeah. excited about that. Everyone told me to, "Hey, Adam, shut up, let the expert talk." And I'm like, "I've had just as many games as Jack has." I was I was doing it with Jack Harpster. <laughs> like literally, I've yeah. had exactly the amount of experience Jack has. They were like, "Shut up, Adam. You know what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> That's really so funny. I, I got very sad. I'm like, wow, wow, shut down. Uh, but yeah, this is why I get you guys on there to keep me honest, because sometimes I don't read so good. Um, Jack is sadly yeah. one of those faithful who's lost his way since his yes. sister's stock has dropped. He'll come <laughs> back. He'll come back. Uh, he will. Um, you can't stay with him along. We are up to the stratagems. The first of these is Scourge of the Penitent. One slash two CP strat. Use a stratagem in your command phase. Select one order of the Bloody Rose Repentia Superior model from your army and one sister's Repentia model. Um, that is, sorry, unit, rather, that is within six of that model. Until the end of the turn, add one to charge rolls made for sister's Repentia unit. If the sister's Repentia unit contains five of your models, it's one. Otherwise, it's two CP. So it's one CP plus one to charge. If a Repentia Superior is within six of a unit of Repentia. Uh, yeah. So I, maybe if you don't have Miracle Dice, or you don't have the right number of Miracle Dice, yeah? I mean, technically, you don't have to use a stratagem until you really need it, so it is it is theoretically better that this exists than not exist. Uh, <laughs> it's better than, <laughs> theoretically. Holy crap. <laughs> I mean, you have to have a Repentia. 
near Arapentia Superior. It has to be in the command phase. So before you even know if you're going to get Miracle Dice in the shooting phase, like what that Miracle yes. Dice might be, uh, it's just plus one to the charge. Like there, And it's just for the Arapentia unit. And it might be two CP. Like if this thing was plus yeah. three to the charge, I'd be like acceptable T and C's. But for plus one of the charge, like what is what is happening right now? Like they can advance love... and charge and charge three d six inches. They have the best charge in the book. They're not the unit that needs this. It's just no. Arco Flages would have loved it. And why oh, doesn't it give it to the Repentia Superior and the unit of sisters? Sorry, and, and the unit of Repentia. Like it should it should at least give it to both. And it's only it's only plus one. I just think this is yikes. I mean, or like if they one, took away the superior, like maybe they could get out of a rhino and get something. True, out true, of it. true. I mean, but when no. they were writing it, they were probably like, "Oh, you get to do it in your command phase, then you can just move the repentia off, and there's, there's, you know the superior can stay back. She doesn't have to go in as well." But what in reality they did was mean that you have to flag this in at the start of the phase before you have any knowledge of forethought or any can plan anything. Um, God, I, I hate think the command phase. I think it's bad. Yeah, I had the, it's I, deeply I'm bad. Fan. I'm not deeply bad. Fan. All right, you're up. All right, wade into the foe. At least the names are legit. The Let's names be honest. Are the names are legit yeah. for these. Use this stratum in your fight phase. One command point. Select one Order of Our Bloody Rose Paragon Warsuits unit. Pay attention, oh, yeah. people, from your army that's made a charge move this turn. Until the end of the phase, each time a model makes an attack that targets a unit with six or more models at the start of the phase, an unmodified hit roll of a four plus Ooh. scores one additional hit. Exploding Ooh. fours on Paragons if you're Ooh. going into a big unit. Okay, okay. Do they have a sweep profile? Uh, they do not. Uh, but here's Dang. the cool thing about paragons. <laughs> well, hold on. You're here's the cool thing about paragons. They have a mace and a sword. Uh, the sword is plus one attack over the mace, and the mace and the sword's like strength six, AP three, two damage. Good. The mace yep. is minus one to hit, so it hits on fours instead of threes. Strength nine, AP two, yes, as bloody three rose, damage. three damage. Now, Ooh, yeah. You don't care about hitting on threes if hitting on fours is an explosion. <laughs> That's no, you, do, you don't really care at all. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at them now. So three attacks, and you can buff those in a couple of ways. Yeah, so and you have to come as a unit of three. So you're going to have what ten attacks from a unit with exploding fours. So you're probably going to end up with what ten hits most likely if you're hitting on fours because you'll have uh, yeah five that five that miss thirteen thirteen. I was about attacks. to say, and then you add bloody rose, and you'll end up with about twelve hits, give or take. At strength nine minus two three damage. That's legit. That's pretty legit. And don't forget, you get the you still get the exploding six uh, from the passion because everyone takes the passion as a sacred right. So a six to hit oh, is, is, is Tesla explosions. Har. Okay. Okay. So we we've done the math on this. If you put vol buffs on a unit of paragons, just hit regular hitting on fours, they will hit one hundred and seventy five percent of their attacks. <laughs> so thirteen <laughs> hits averages out. Attacks average out to like 21, 22 hits on average. That's insane. Because, of course, you're picking Strength up everything nine, that's not a four. AP three, three damage. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm down. I'm, um, I'm looking at them right now. How many points you say these are a piece? Uh, if, with Melters, 240 for the squad of three. They're not cheap. Uh, not cheap at all. But, yeah. But here's the thing. That will kill like eight or nine Scarab Occult Terminators on the charge. It's If you can use this, because, again, you have to have a unit of six or more models. It will absolutely obliterate nearly anything in the game, which they can use it on. Very as a guy who I've I've just started putting like I'm dropping all the lightning claw guys out of my Deathwing Terminator units and just taking everybody yeah. with Thunderhammer Storm Shield because that's the meta at the moment and just needs it. And these guys are terrifying, 
terrifying yeah. to that unit. Because uh, the other thing is, I've dropped the freaking minus one damage banner, so it might be coming back. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> you will if you see some paragons uh, running. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, and that's you were saying it kills what seven or eight scarab cult. And that's that's in combat. That's before they shoot. Yeah, you still got like six multi melter shots before you go in. Yeah. So. I mean, this is not to the stratagem, but Paragons obviously can each hold a multi-melter, so that gets you six shots. And all um, all Celestians, Paragons are Celestians, have a straight-up plus-one to hit strat, like the Terminator one in Space Ooh. Free Books. So you yep. can have those girls hitting on twos, easy access to real ones from a candidate. Suddenly your melters don't miss, and that's like a nice thing to <sighs> have. That's really nice. Yeah. And okay. they have the Stormbolters too, you know, so they get a lot of shots there as well. So, you know, I like this a lot. I'm actually. coming around. I still think 90 points is too much for them. Uh, but 80 uh, now, not, 80 now, but yeah. Oh, sorry, 80. Yeah, I still think 80 is too much for him, but it's a lot better than they were. They're probably takeable. Um, all right, yep. next up is clear the flanks of one CP. Use a stratagem at the start of your shooting phase. Select one enemy unit that is within six of a battlefield edge that is not a player's battlefield edge. So the two no man's land um, edges. Until the end of that phase, each time an order of the Bloody Rose model makes an attack with a heavy weapon that targets an enemy unit, that enemy rather, reroll a wound roll of one. That's so specific the t's and c's there are so specific wow so yeah. the enemy unit has to be within six of a battlefield edge that is not either yours or your opponent's battlefield edge and you have to have a heavy weapon and then they get real ones to wound are you ever going to use this i think so i think there's like a whole good. host of stratagems that most books have which are like very niche but like the really good players who will verse will remember them you know like sisters probably have like eight stratagems like this this i feel like just goes in that category sometimes you really need it to die. You brought in Rets or Paragon from Chief Reserve. It's got to go. Yep. You have Axe to Real Ones. Like, you know, kill your variants. Go go make it die. I think a really good player will remember this, and maybe it'll turn a game. But, you know, I think it's probably pretty niche most of the time. Totally fair. All right. You're up. All right. Outrage of the Matriarch. We're talking, we're going back to Mina here. Matriarch great. Mina. Dude, great word names. You're right. Use the stratagem in the fight phase when an Order of the Bloody Rose character model is selected to fight. Until the end of the phase, every time they make an attack that targets an enemy model with a wounds characteristic that exceeds its own, plus one to the rune roll, which is hard to find, and on an unmodified wound roll of a six, improve the armor penetration characteristic of the attack by two. Okay. Okay. I I mean, it's a strat. This is a great strat. This is a strat that resembles a Warlord trait. I don't take this at all. I don't hate yeah. this at all. Um, I thought you said you, know, you don't take this at all. Combat. <laughs> no, I mean, you don't have to. It's a strat, right? Um, exactly. Plus one wound is hard to come by, where I think this is potentially really interesting. And of course, canonists love this too, right? If you can go to wound an enemy character on twos, you know, everybody loves that. There's also an interesting dogmata build that really only works in Bloody Rose, often called the bonk mata yeah. or the smash yeah. mata, where basically she uses the hymn of extreme smashing on herself, and then she can get up to... Five attack, strength six, uh, AP three, two damage, with oftentimes full rerolls on herself in a fight twice. Uh, plus one to wound, going so she gets full rerolls to hit, getting herself to wounding nearly any character on twos at strength six. She might be a character solver, actually, and she's only 65 points and brings all hmm. the dogmatic utility she normally has. I don't hate this on her at all. Uh, I actually quite like it, because the base is only ran two as well, yeah? And that's with Bloody Rose? It'll go to three as Bloody Rose if she three. uses the yeah. him on herself. So going to five is like just cute. It's, um, yeah, it is. Well, makes it makes a difference first. Uh, so, no, it doesn't make a difference first. Custodies. It'll make a difference first. A lot of tower models with the two ups that don't have involves things like broadsides, things like uh, crisis suit commanders. Yeah, don't mind that at all. <laughs> Eight wound broadsides. <laughs> yeah, well, I weave my attacks. paragons. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I, oh my God. Like you talk about the, the comparison of the price comparison between those two and what they get, what you get. Are you, you're not infantry either. Are you? On Paragons. Adam, I'm a happy person. I will not talk about the price comparison, <laughs> and I will not talk about the fact that Paragons are vehicles, not a wooden yep. infantry. Because if I did, I wouldn't be a happy person I... anymore. There <laughs> you go. Four wounds. Four wounds on your vehicle, sir. Four wounds. <laughs> They've got eight wounds. So how about that? Uh, you know, Sorry, make me feel better. How about that carry forth the faithful? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. One CP slash two CP. You just strategize him at the far start of the first battle round before the first turn begins. So that's after you know who's going first, though. Before the first turn begins, or is that before? Uh, select one uh, order of the bloody rose. Start of the battle round, so you know who's going yeah. first. That's what I thought. Um, order of the rose transport model from your army that has any models embarked within it this cannot be a model that is that has any dominion squads embarked in it that model can make a normal move as it was your movement phase but must not end that move more than nine away from enemy models so you can't go within nine of course if both players have units that can move before the first turn begins the player who is taking first turn moves their units first if retributor squad or sisters repenture unit is embarked inside the transport it costs two otherwise it costs one you can only use this strat once that's a good a stratagem Molto bene. Yeah. I like how it tells you what to use it on. Exactly right. <laughs> it's like, Colin Sherman you have would be Red proud. Repenture? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unpack this for us. What's, what's the go here? Why is it good? So there's a lot of reasons why this is good. Obviously, uh, because the transport is allowed to make a normal move, that's a 12-inch move on basically any transport. Um, that means it can be a rhino or an emulator. I think where emulators are right now, that probably means it's going to be a rhino. Uh, you can put 10 girls in it. Um, Retributors and Repentia are amazing to throw into your opponent's face turn one. So if you want to spend 2 CP, but so are Sacrosons, so are Novitiates. I'm sure we'll talk yep. about Novitiates at yep. some point. Uh, there's a lot of things you don't mind shoving down their throats. And this gives you a lot of speed. So sisters often don't alpha strike well. We, we beta strike and counter punch really well because we don't yes. have speed naturally. Only situation with miracle charges. This gives you a hammer turn one to do some damage before they get to get into you. And that's a really, really good tool. It feels so, a lot I like you lot like one of the gene stealer cult builds where you have the the unit of um uh pure strain gene stealers in the in yeah. the Goliath truck that will just get a first turn charge, like in just about everything, barring uh um hammer and amble. Um the thing that came to mind second for me, because the first was no, uh, Novitiates. Uh, is, it, is that how you yep. say it? Novitiates? I keep saying yep. Novitaze sometimes because I'm a, a weird-ass dude. Um, that is a word the you can say. Was... It's just not the unit, yeah. No, it's not. It's a word, though. <laughs> um, but um, the w second one that came to mind, it just has to have anything embarked in it. What's the max yep. amount of units you could put in the Rhino? Because you've got two-man Crusader squads, yeah? Uh, you want to play this game? How many characters How, can you shove into the I, rhino? I want to, I want to clown car this rhino, drive it up, and then just either like swarm of bugs the middle of the board to block opponents' charges and lanes, or like threaten five or six charges turn one into tower gun lines. I've actually done this on more than one occasion with Dominions because Dominions give a six-inch pregame scout yeah. move. It's absolutely a thing that you can do. Um, yeah, I mean. I've not thought about that, honestly. I've really been thinking, how do I shove attacks down your throat? 
But I wonder if that's a play you could make. It's it's the, the disruption clown car, everybody. I just coined a, a play here. Um, so because you, you can take what three two mans of crusaders, and then you can take you small can. units of arco slashes as well. Yeah. Yep, and if you take a priest, your first unit of Crusaders and your first unit of Death Cult and your first unit of Arco Flags don't mm-hmm. take elite mm-hmm. slots, so you can have exactly. up to four units in there for one elite choice. That's, That's pretty exactly legit. And it's like 100 points th- for all of it together because they're cheap. That so. was the next level of this play, and who's going to want to shoot the damn thing? Like, it's literally a drop on. No one wants to shoot it because it's like, it's worthless. It's all. Of the, but then if they don't shoot it, they're just like, ha ha ha, tap, 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 tap. I tapped all your stuff turn, like turn one with this stupid clown car. And none of the things that you got tapped by are worth anything to me. Kill them. I don't care. Um, and you're doing it for like just, 200 points. Just don't give them free movement with the charges. That's, well, that's all. Just that's be careful. Right. You, ha- you have to do a verse gun lines. Otherwise, it's just going to, it's, yeah, yeah. you're going you <laughs> to, congratulations. You played yourself. Um, you could exactly. also be slightly yeah. less insane and take battle sisters and like, you know, uh, <laughs> offset flip a point. There's other things you can do too. Agreed. Yeah. The, the last thing I'd say here is you don't, well, two things. One, you don't have to decide what's going to go into this rhino when you're building your list. So it might be nice to have multiples of options. Like maybe you want two by five repentia to go kill two things because repentia yep. fight on death. So they're immune to interrupts. Maybe you want a one by 10 sacraments, just make a big problem off in the corner. I think if you build your list, Think about having different options to go into your angry car, uh, you know, and then react accordingly. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, I, I just think this is a game changer. Well, it, it just adds an entire agreed. new play to the playbook, which I think is just always a big deal. All right, next one. Fueled by rage, one or two command points. Use this stratagem in your opponent's shooting phase when a Bloody Rose core unit is selected as the target of a ranged attack. Until the end of the phase, each time a model is destroyed by an attack made by an enemy model, Roll 1d6. On a 4+, do not remove the destroyed model from play. It can, after the attacking model's unit has finished making its attacks, shoot with one of its ranged weapons as if it were your shooting phase. After resolving these attacks, the destroyed model is then removed. If it's a Retributor, 2 CP. If it's not a Retributor, 1 CP. Again, Once again, thank you Games Workshop for telling me what to do. Yeah, It's in bold there for you. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know what to do. Although, I think this is quite good on Dominions as well, right? No, because it's a as if you're shooting phase, so you can't pop blessed bolts because that's a stratagem. That, okay, uh, that's fair. That's a good. That's a good thing to point yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is actually very interesting. So or, the order of my lady supplement got the exact same stratagem, but there's yeah. always cost one CP, not one or two for rets. Look for multi melters. I would spend two CP to maybe shoot two or three of them. That like that's potentially interesting and what's even better is you tell your opponent you have this and you make them sweat because the fear of multi-melter shooting is often much worse yes, than the fact of it worse You're exactly right uh and i would i would love to never use this and tell every opponent about it every chance i got um and maybe yeah. also use it sometimes um question for you paragon warsuits are core um and they're vehicles so they can shoot into combat could you technically be killed or shot dead in a combat, say, in combat with crisis suits, because they can shoot into combat now and then shoot back. There is no restriction on that. Yeah, there's no reason it couldn't shoot back if it was in combat, because it's a vehicle. It would just take a minus one. Yeah. 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 There's a there's another little niche play for people. Um, fair enough. I think that's pretty nice as too. Nice too. I still, like, repent your kind of on the decline, yeah? But this would give you a pseudo cherub, technically. Because I know a lot of people who are taking uh, Retributors have dropped the second Cherub. They're usually taking one now. This is like yeah. 2 CP to have essentially two more Cherubs, in effect. Because if the whole unit dies, 
two of the like it's likely the two of the multi melters will shoot back. Yeah, I mean, I, look, you're getting it for free. We're already taking four multi melter retributors. This is just like another reason to take unit you probably already want. Or uh, yeah, it's it's value. You know, it's value all day long, especially since we're running single battalions now. If you've got like yep. nine, ten, eleven CP to start, yeah, sure, I'm gonna throw two at this. I'm not gonna complain. There you go. All right, next up is Catechism of Raffle Defiance. Man, they just love their like heavy metal names, like <laughs> Catechism Raffle Defiance. Uh, it's one slash two CP strats. That's, that's it. <laughs> Use this stratagem in your command phase. Select one order of the Bloody Rose Infantry unit from your army until your next command phase. Uh, that unit gains the following ability. Uh, Wrathful Defiance. This is an aura. While an enemy unit is within six of this unit, each time a model in the enemy unit makes an attack that targets this unit, subtract one to the attack hit roll. And then if you select a unit that has 11 or more models, this stratagem costs two. Otherwise, it costs one. What do you think of this? Okay, so let's break this one down a little bit. So it has to be infantry. So sadly, doesn't work on things like paragons. Uh, I wish it said core. Uh, yeah. Now... If you're within six, you take a minus one. Okay, so always in combat. Neat. I don't know what sixes in shooting means. I don't I don't know what gun I'm scared of, where that would be a thing. But, you know, I guess that's yep. a thing. If this was a one CP strat to just activate when targeted, I'd be really hyped for it. But because you have to do it in your command phase, you're telegraphing what is hard to kill way before yep. your opponent has to pick what yep. to shoot. And it's yeah. a very small aura. They're going to just walk out of range. Like, I know, like, you didn't need to give me that Games Workshop. You, they got all cute. They're like, you know, it'd be so cool if we were different about this and made it work in shooting. But let's make it really restrictive. <laughs> but because yeah. it's in shooting, we'll make it a command phase buff. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, so theoret the theoretical application here, the actual application here, is that using it aggressively. You turn it on to your command phase, you charge yep. a, a blob of something into something that is, is teetering or whether it's going to get wiped or not. Like, let's say it's f just five battle sisters and they're charging, you know, five intercessors that are in Assault Doctrine. And so you're like, yeah. if I have this, I may not get wiped. And if all I need to do is have one more model in this thing to turn off an upset to, you know, win this objective back and make the big difference in the huge swing, cool, you're going to be happy you've got it. Otherwise, whatever. I can't really see the practicalities I here. I think if there's one really interesting unit, which is the Celestian Sacrosans. So... Sacrosans natively have a when targeted minus one to wound in combat. Yep. Minus one Ooh, to okay. hit and minus one to wound is wildly math bending. If you've ever played as or against Ephriel Stern, who has a minus one to hit and wound buff, it is bizarre how much those two yep. little tweaks radically change damage output. They still have a four pin vulnerable save. That is a lot of layers to get through. So if you can like post up behind a ruin where you can't get shot and then say, if you charge me, I will not die. And then I will hit you on twos, and I'm Bloody Rose, so I have like three attack space per model. That is actually very interesting. But the fact that it's command phase means you can't be in a transport, so it's niche, but it's absolutely something you will use multiple times in a tournament if you're at the top of your I remember my strats game. Yep. <laughs> I, I remember my extremely deep toolbox at this point. Uh, last one, all you. Yeah. All right, Savage Twist. I love this one, not just for the name. One CP. Use the stratagem in the fight phase when a Bloody Rose infantry unit is selected to fight. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack with a melee weapon, excluding close combat weapon, on an unmodified rune roll of a six, increase the damage characteristic by one. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the one they needed. So the, the line that I said... I think to one of my mates, and they said that's absolutely true, is that as soon as Repentia no longer felt good in the meta, 
sisters no longer felt like it just it was the big tipping point where sisters started to decline because yeah. the meta was just swamped with minus one damage um yep. this gives you back that oomph that power i i oof, this is huge um all right break it down okay so it works on anything infantry so again i'm going to be sad about not being on paragons uh it excludes close combat weapons so you can't just like punch with your fish which is like the default thing everyone gets you have to have a real yep. weapon um but Repentia have wear weapons, Zephyr never weapons. Even Sisters Novitiates have Novitiate melee weapons, so they still get access to this. Uh, damage two on Saffersons with Hellbirds, damage two on Novitiates, yes. damage three on Repentia. All are very mm -hmm. interesting. Um, you I have access to Volry rolls it. potentially. That'll get you some sixes. I don't hate this. You might just roll a six with a Miracle Dice. There's a lot of interesting ways to play Savage Twist, and I think it's great. Strictly great. I this is almost the whole freaking the whole freaking supplement. This is the only thing that I, has slapped me in the face as being, I am going to use this every damn turn and every opportunity that I have, I yeah. will use this. Everything else just seems situationally good, situationally okay, or situationally crap. This yeah. is like, dear me, oh my, I'm taking as many units to get use out of this as possible, and you will be happy about it. Um, Zephram just jumped to mind as the thing that's going to get the most mileage yeah. out of this. Sorry, of course, Repentia, like, of course. But Repentia, arguably, are actually okay in the current meta. Like, Town Custodes do not like Repentia, like, no. already. Um, well, so kind of. Yeah? Kind of. Yeah? I mean, turning uh, off rerolls with Custodes not, not hurts as, Repentia custodes a lot. Not as much. Yeah. The, exp the exploding yeah. sixes makes up for it a little bit, but you're absolutely right. That is true. But you're at strength six, even if they're transhuman, usually they're not wasting much. It's a minus one to wound only if they're not bikes. If they're yep. bikes, it doesn't matter. Um, but yep. Zephyrum, I feel like, get a bit of a lease on life on this. Um, I feel like they go from maybe five men to maybe Bloody Rose takes a decent sized unit again. Um, but, you know, happy to be wrong, brother. Happy to be wrong. I think Sacrosins is big here as well because the two damage on the Halberds. Yeah. But is that, does that mean they're three damage on the Maces? I mean, they, they, there's stuff or rend on the Maces, but three damage, okay. It it does. It means, so the Mace would be Strength 5, AP 2 as Bloody Rose. That gives them from the plus one, uh, two or three damage with Savage Twist, which is nice. I mean, if I can bonk a Custodian and just have it die, uh, yeah. and AP 2 slides in right under that end ball is is mm -hmm. nice. For sure. Yeah, no, no wasted, I, no wasted render. Yeah, custodies are really, really hard for sisters because most of our and I just got out of the London Open where I had to play two of them in my five rounds, and I, I'm one and one <sighs> against them from the event. Good stuff. But, uh, sisters rely on rerolls to do damage against big scary things. We always have, we always will. When custodies yeah. turn yeah. it off and they transhuman you, it means you have to rely on other things. Sacrifice getting plus one to hit is another thing. Savage twist is another thing. Both very effective. So, is it just me, or is every power armor army the same like that? Like, cust like uh, gray knights too, uh, are more limited than sisters and marines, but they still rely on a lot, of, a lot on rerolls. Marines almost rely exclusively on freaking rerolls, and yeah. sisters have miracle dice to patch up the gap, but they still rely on them a hell of a lot as well. Um, so yeah, this, I think this is amazing. This is the this is the strat. This is the whole strat of the book, um, and that is the end of the content for the Bloody Rose supplements. <laughs> a whole four pages, and we managed to string that bad boy out for forty odd minutes. Well done, my man. Well done, everybody. A clap for Mitch. Yep. Well done, mate. That, um, that, that's all you could do. That's all you could do. Forty-eight minutes. Come on, what is this amateur hour? <laughs> Uh, yeah, 48 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total amateur hour. Uh, but dude, so give us the verdict from your point of view. How good is this supplement? Uh, so when I look at the supplement, I look at things 
which will warp the way that I build lists and warp the way that I play uh, predominantly. And then secondary, I say, what was I already doing? I do a little better. List warping uh, elements, carry forth the faithful. The pregame move for Rhino is absolutely a list warping element. I think there is a very interesting three, four, five Rhino build out there, um, which is much more valid now. Wade into the foe suddenly makes Paragons very interesting. List warping stratagem. And Savage Twist, I don't think is list warping, but I think it gives us a lot of play into Custodies, which are a real challenge for Sisters right now. So I'm really excited by all three of these. Um, I don't think the the shoot on death strat warps your list because you were taking Retributors anyway, but it's anyway. nice to have it. Um, and between stuff like Retributors shooting on death, uh, maybe re-rolling once to wound if a million conditions and you're at the edge of the board, <laughs> I think... Palatine's actually punching, uh, Dogmata's actually punching, another reroll hits Warlord trait. I think there's enough else in here to make Bloody Rose feel significantly more interesting uh, to the point where I think they may be meta contenders for the best sisters list. Well, I was about to say, in comparison to your other supplement, Order of Armada Lady, I think this is far superior. Is that, how do you feel about that statement? I actually think the OML supplement turned out to be great as well. Like Stephen Box went, you know, f- uh, went f- four and one at at, L- yep. at uh, LGT, and then Brandon Grant took it to a five one in uh, I think it was the Bay Area Open. So like I think that supplement was really good. But in a world full of AP two sacristans that don't reduce AP, it feel really rough. So I think it was a good supplement, but it's kind of been bled out by the meta. This feels like that's, another good supplement, though. I like it a lot. That's a good call. That's a good call. Um, I like yeah. it a lot. You're we, absolutely right. We, I, completely, I completely forgot Box did that with... Uh, I actually thought he was Valorous Heart. So, yeah, good good point out there. Um, I think this is okay. I don't I, think I, this changes... Sorry, go. Go on, go on. Sorry. Um, is this a big deal for Sisters? Yes, I do. Does it give them the things that they need, I believe, to be much more meta contenders? I think it does. Does it yeah. overall change where I think they are in the competitive like lexicon, the competitive environment? I don't think so. I think I think they they the things that they were doing, they do a little bit better, but not enough to really shake things up. They just it's almost like yeah. their their three or four worst matchups got a little bit better, but still not yeah. not enough to turn them into like to, from L's to W's. It's like I don't know. Uh, like somewhere in the middle there uh, i feel like uh, this is one of the things i'll say about this about the sisters faction as a whole i feel like it's there on par with um say gene Steeler cult for one of those books that is a general's delight for the amount of things yeah. and the amount of different ways you can play that book but none of it yeah. seems overtly over the top powerful um but your take mate um is it a big deal does it does it overall change where they sit I, I agree with you. I think it provides a glow up into our worst matchups. Like I said, abilities to increase damage into Stodies without access to rerolls via Savage Twist, really, really interesting. I actually don't have a ton of reps into Tau, so I won't speak too much about it. I don't. I think Carry Forth will help into the Tau match if you get to go first or if you can move up 12 and Clown stay out of sight in your Rhino. Car. Clown car. Clown car. That's it. That's I'll, it, guys. I'll run it, Adam. I'll run it. I'll run it. I'll let you know. <laughs> Do it. Report back. Stay tuned we, for a special spot, a clown cast spotlight with Mitch next week. <laughs> we, we should do right by the listeners and point out one quirk, which may not be true in the future, but is true as of writing. Um, as of right now, unlike the Order of a Martyr Lady supplement, if you look at the rules, uh, so everything has to be Bloody Rose except for Cult Imperialis, Agent of the Imperium are unaligned, which is pretty straightforward. 
it does not include sanctified in that list. So there's a number of Ooh. sisters characters which don't belong to Norda yep. and are sanctified. They include mm -hmm. Val, Celestine, the Dialogus, and the uh, Haas of Taller. What this means is, technically, you don't get all the rules if you run Val or Celestine. Ooh, okay. What do you get? Now, uh, so, and, and in the OML supplement, you could have Val be your warlord and still unlock warlord traits. So when this one, if you pick Val, she has to be your warlord, so you lose the warlord traits. Uh, you also lose the relics because you need a Bloody Rose warlord as well. But, uh, but the stratagems do work uh, because it just says any order of our Bloody Rose detachment. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It does not. Uh, it does not either. So even a Bloody Rose detachment, by defined, has no sanctified. Now, you can take Val in a separate Supreme Command, so you have an out. But it's real janky at the moment and something yes. to be aware of. I think it gets fast, is, but it's true right that, now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's assumed to be a mistake. They've just uh, they've just forgot to add one keyword to that list. I hope so. But you know, I hope so as there's well. so many it's T's a, and C's on so much in this in this supplement. Mm, You've got to be nervous. Is that what you were pointing out at the start? That, that like you might be looking at more of a, a canonist heavy build rather than the traditional uh Val and Celestine combo? I think that is true even without that. I think Celestine's uh, stock in the meta has dropped precipitously. I think Vol remains yep. incredibly dangerous and powerful. Uh, but I think Vol is also 280 points. You can get a squad of, you know, novitiates for 75. Man. You can put a you lot a squad of stuff of in the sisters list. <laughs> hey, you get three Paragon Warsuits now for, for the prize. Yeah, would you like 30 well. dangerous infantry models or one Vol? I truly don't yeah. know. It's very dependent mm. on the list, right? Um, so. Interesting thing. If Celestine could be taken in this detachment, would she be eligible to be used Savage Twist on? Does she replace? Uh, written, does she replace no, what she's because, got? So Sanctified does not let you replace your order like it does for Trajan, for example. Yeah. It just cool. ignores cool, cool. the rules. So none of the strategies would work on Selly or Vol, unfortunately. What is cool, you have a Teeth of Terror, Canoness, yeah? <laughs> we do! And she's she went down to damage one, but she has a lot of attacks with that Chainsword. She does. And she can go back to damage two with uh, Savage Twist. Which is nice because that, that works on just infantry. Wound. Yeah, 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 yeah. So order of our bloody rose infantry doesn't say anything about character restrictions or core restrictions. Just have to be infantry. So all your characters get savage twist as well, which I quite like quite a lot. That freaking slap slap martyr, that dog martyr we were talking about. Bang, yep. plus one damage on her as well when you want it. Yeah, no, I like a lot savage, of savage in here. I, I like it a lot. I think this is really good for sisters players. I with the with the mono sub faction. Now, I think Bloody Rose might just be the way to go. But I don't know. Valor's Heart still still seems pretty good to me also. Order of Martyred Lady is kind of juicy. Yeah, anyway. Stuff to unpack in part two, guys. Um, that is it. That is it for the dissemination of the content of this one. Please join us over on part two. We're going to be talking a bit about list writing, a bit about some matchups where this stuff may come into matter, may not, where it, where it falls down, where it is strong. Answering a bunch of questions. Got a list to review as well. One more time, my dude, before we tune out, where can people find you and all the wonderful content you produce? Ooh, so if you want to find more of this sistery goodness, you just need to search for Sister Act 40K on whatever your podcast app is. It should be there. That's Sister Act 40K. You got to put the 40K in or else you get a lot of Whoopi Goldberg in your life. Uh, <laughs> also, I am very active on the official Sisters of Battle Discord. It is invite only, but you can get an invite basically from anybody. Just pay me and I'll send you one. Uh, there's a lot of public channels there and they also host our Patreon specific channel. So if you want to you know, go the distance, you'll find me there too. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. A lot of stuff we're Love talking it. about in Sisters Land. There's a lot of stuff here.
Um, yeah, because they're very much a faction that is in that like back to a forming stage, as in what your, your what your best list is, what is your competitive archetypes, and uh, yeah, we'll discuss those a bit more in part two. But thank you, Gamma Man, you've always been a wonderful friend of the channel, and much appreciate your big old brain coming back on. Uh, please join us over on part two, guys. You can find us over on the Art of War Forty K dot com or on Art of War Down Under over on Patreon. Hope to see you there. Say good night, my lovely friends. Good night, everybody. Pray to the Emperor before you sleep. Maybe. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow. Tomorrow.